participant. All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird and Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Welcome to Invest Wisely with Walt Secure of the AKW Group. He's the managing partner there, a wealth advisor and a stock analyst. He's going to talk to us today about investing in individual stocks in your own custom-made portfolio as they designed for people right there for their clients at the AKW Group. If you have any questions about the market, about individual stocks, call us at 330-673-1234 anytime this half hour. Outside of that, you're listening on WNR.com. Our toll-free number is 800-669-4100. Well, the market, especially the S&P, keeps, a, keeps on going, and a lot of folks out there are starting to wonder, what is it all about, and how, how long can it possibly last? Uh, again, uh, nobody's uh, really complaining yet, but it is uh, really something else that's going on in Wall Street. Uh, it really is, Bob. We've had a, a really good run of the stock market. Uh, we had another winning week last week. Uh, we saw a little broader participation. You know, a lot of the market, uh, we talked about the S&P being a market-weighted index. And uh, a lot of the you know market run-up has been a handful of stocks for a period of time, but we're starting to see a little broader participation, more stocks moving up across the board when you look at the equal weighted a- indexes. Um, but last week, was, you know, it was just a good week. I mean, again, there's uh, data floating around, economic data that is still supporting a, a fairly strong economy. Um, you know, people are still wondering what the Federal Reserve is going to do as they get ready for their, you know, federal uh, market open committee meetings. It uh, looks like the March meeting, there probably won't be a drop in rates due to the strong data that's coming in. And, you know, people are starting to put bets on future meetings that, you know, everybody anticipates that rates will come down sometime this year. And, again, that should be a positive, hopefully, for the market. We, we've had a lot of earnings reports uh, mixed. We see some winners and losers. I, I think it truly is a stock picker's market. Um, you know, not every stock is going to do well. I, I think you have to be selective. You have to, you know, know what you own and know why you own it and, you know, have a good portfolio of securities put together. Um, interest rates bouncing around a little bit. Again, we still see that 10-year rate, the trend near Treasury, uh, t- trading around a 4.19%. Uh, the two-year Treasury is 45 So, again, those the short-term money markets are still paying some pretty good rates. But, for the week, we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, pretty flat for the week, uh, moved up 17 points year-to-date. That Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 2.6% for the year. Uh, the S&P 500 Index, Bob, the broader index, had a nice week, up 68 points, up 1.4%. Year-to-date, we're up 5.4%. Uh, the NASDAQ, again, uh, had a great week, up 361 points, another 2.3% rise. And year-to-date, we sit at 6.5% on the positive side. 
And the Russell 2000, those small mid-cap stocks, uh, had a nice week last week, up 2.4%. And uh, we're getting close to break even for the year. We're negative 0.8% on that Russell 2000 index. So, uh, you know, lots to pay attention to here, Bob. It's going to be a volatile year. We got the, you know, political uh, race coming up here and a lot of data. We still got to watch on this economy, interest rates, earnings, a lot of good stuff to pay attention to this year. Now, the stock market rise is coming up despite the fact that the treasuries are declining. The two-year note yield rose 12 basis points to 4.5%, and the 10-year note yield rose 16 basis points to 4.19. This increased selling in treasuries started last week in response to the ongoing strength of all this economic data, and the market has repricing now rate cut expectations. So, uh, uh, again, that means that we don't look to see any any interest rate cuts anytime soon, but even that doesn't seem to be damping this uh, particular uh, surge in the market. No, it, it didn't last week. You know, it, it had uh, weeks prior at the beginning of this year, it seemed like, uh, you know, when the market felt like we weren't going to get those rate cuts, you know, the market kind of moved down. But this week, it, it kind of just moved past it, Bob. And I think it's just showing a lot of resiliency. You know, there's a lot of money on the sidelines still. A lot of people that moved over to, you know, money markets and short-term rates and a lot of people left the market, you know, during the pandemic and in 2022 when the market was going down. And, you know, still probably a lot of money to come back in. And, you know, people every every month are putting money into 401ks and retirement accounts. A lot of that's going back into the market. So uh, a lot of supply-demand issues, you know, a lot, a lot of good demand out there. And, of course, you know, it's going to push stocks higher. Once again, we're talking about the market. We're talking about how they invest the money of their investors at the AKW Group and taking your questions at 330-673-1234. Again, despite the way the market is hurtling ahead, there are some folks out there who kind of are skeptical that it's going to continue. Uh, Trader John Tudor Jones last week said that the U.S. economy is on an unsustainable path and is threatening the markets. Uh, again, I guess you'll always hear those kind of people out there, uh, no matter what's going on. But uh, how much credibility do you give what Jones said? Well, you know, Bob, I, I think you have to look. You, you always look for a balance case. You know, we don't get caught up in all the enthusiasm and excitement. We say what can go wrong all the time. And we know there's challenges. As we said, you know, there's geopolitical risk out there still, uh, which are just kind of black swan events. You just never know what's going to happen in a very unstable world. Uh, we do have, you know, a big debt issue here. We have, uh, you know, the, the Treasury is going to have to deal with some pretty significant interest payments on that debt uh, with the high rates. Uh, we, we know that, you know, this economy, you know, is, is showing a lot of strength, but, you know, it can it can be fragile. And, you know, did we worry that the Fed go too far. You know, we're starting to see a lot of layoffs out there. Um, so it, it just, there's a lot of data to pay attention to. I don't think you... You know, you get too excited one way or the other. I think you stay balanced. And, you know, for us, we stay focused on companies. You know, I, I believe that, you know, if you follow good companies and, and you see value propositions, you see real revenue and profits, uh, you know, companies that take care of their shareholders through dividend policies and pushing those stock prices up, that's how we invest. So uh, the economic stuff's hard to call. Um, you know, you're going to have a lot of people thinking, a lot of different ways out there. We try not to get scared on the on the big picture stuff. We pay attention to it, but we stay focused more on the bottom up. Once again, we're talking about the market. We're talking to our expert, Walt Secura, of the AKW Group here in Akron. A popular concern is about that about uh, the valuation of the stocks. We see some pretty high valuations, some of those uh, big blue-chip stocks like Amazon and, and others. Uh, are we worried about something like what happened in the 1990s where the market got so overvalued it eventually collapsed on itself? 
know, there's been a lot of comparisons, and I've read a lot, you know, in the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, people talking about the P.E. ratios, and, you know, they're looking like, you know, as we got towards the end of the 1990s, and, of course, you know, we, we saw a big sell-off in the market after that big run-up. Um, but, Bob, I think technology stocks are just way different. Uh, you know, if you go back to, you know, the 1990s, a lot of these companies were in their infancy. Uh, we didn't really know, you know, where, where these companies were going to go. I think a lot of people were speculating. Uh, we, we have these companies now. They're the biggest companies in the world. There's a lot of, you know, real revenue and profits coming in. These companies operate with not a lot of debt. Um, they're kind of self-fulfilling, you know, kind of building their own futures by reinvesting a lot of those profits back into new innovations. And so I, so I think there's a big change, you know, and, and again, you got to pay attention to valuations. I mean, stocks don't go up forever, and, and we know that things can get pricey, and that's part of our self-discipline. We do pay attention. But at the same time, I, I think drawing those comparisons to the past are sometimes not the right thing to do. Uh, I think you just have to stay focused on the data and, and have a, a reasonable expectation on where the market can go and the companies you're invested in. That's the discipline we try to you know bring, bring to the office every day. Well, time out for the Trends and Insights section of the program, where Walt Secura talks about some of the things he's noticed over the past week that uh, sometimes may have an impact on the market or where consumers behave or just some interesting factoids. Uh, the traditional car business is not dead, so they say. Uh, according to uh, the evidence, uh, Toyota Motor, who has the past week reported a uh, great uh, third quarter, uh, miles ahead of expectations of $9.2 billion, the world's largest car maker saw U.S. shares uh, surging uh, 10 percent to over $224 for the week, and that is, again, a record high. So what does that mean for the rest of the car industry? Well, you know, Toyota was very slow uh, in moving towards the electric vehicles. Um, you know, they really felt that, you know, for them, the, the right thing to do was to, you know, focus more on hybrids and, and just traditional cars. And, and again, they've put up some really good results where we've seen uh, some of the other automakers like GM and Ford. Uh, struggle, especially with their electric vehicle offerings, you know, finding profitability, uh, you know, in those in those fleets. So it'll be interesting to watch. I mean, you know, Toyota is a, a strong car company with great leadership, and, you know, they uh, definitely are, are kind of going a different direction than a lot of the other auto companies. Now, also, J.P. Morgan Chase's deposits have reached $2 trillion, the largest in the U.S. market share at 12%, double that of a decade Ago, so uh, again, I guess uh, that bank is pretty strong. Oh, it's big! It's big, and you know, one of the only banks we own, Bob. So, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase is in our core equity portfolio. It's been there for a long time, but uh, that's that's a lot of deposits, and uh, again, a lot of responsibility out there. And I'm sure the regulators are definitely you know watching over their shoulders, which is probably a good thing. Another negative part, though, is that uh, over layoffs in the tech industry now stand at about 32,000 so far in 2024 at 120 companies. Uh, tech layoffs were over 260,000 in 2023. What does that bode for tech stocks or the, or the industry? Well, it's another data point, Bob. We're seeing you know layoffs uh, coming through a lot of industries right now. Is there a lot, a lot of the earnings reports are kind of being you know followed with comments about you know, layoffs and, and trying to get the workforce at the right size uh, now that we work through some of the disruptions of COVID and the supply chain issues. And uh, we've seen a lot of it in tech. So it's, uh, again, a good data point to pay attention to. I think this is what the Fed's looking for. Um, 
you know, they were looking for a little bit of weakness in the labor market, and there's definitely some debt out there to support that we see that weakness. And, of course, being Super Bowl Sunday, one in seven Americans are said to be ordering takeout for today for some time during the Super Bowl game. It's, the uh, again, right after Thanksgiving, the second most popular day to order takeout. It's made that about one in those seven Americans, or 48 million people, will order takeout for the big game. I wonder what that means for people like, uh, like DoorDash and these new companies that came up during the pandemic. Yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunity there. DoorDash, um, you know, you look at uh, pizza is the, is the number one thing Bob orders. Sixty percent of those orders will be pizza. A couple other data points that we, we saw, 1.25 billion chicken wings are eaten uh, during the day today. 19.4 million pounds of chips are purchased. Uh, 10% of Americans will use their grills. Uh, popcorn and nuts are a popular stat, snack and, of course, beer. 325.5 million gallons of beer are consumed on Super Bowl Sunday. Amazing. So <laughs> I suppose I'll be partaking in some of that tonight, I imagine, one way or another. 330-673-1234. Once again, we're talking to Walt Secura of the AKW Group. Hear about stocks and more. And you can have quick questions, too, about uh, stocks particularly as we go into the uh, uh, part of the program and where we talk about particular stocks, stock talk. All you have to do to be part of that is give us a call at 330-673-1234, Well, let's take a look at what's happening. Palantir is a small-cap mid-portfolio stock that you hold. The price of uh, fourth-quarter earnings rose 100% gain. It's uh, doing really well, apparently. So what do you think about Palantir? Yeah, Palantir is a holding we put into the portfolio recently, Bob. Uh, again, 20% uh, revenue increase, 100% uh, earnings increase. The data analytics company, a really strong player in the AI market. Um, serves a lot of interesting markets out there, governments, um, you know, co- companies that are really trying to get into, uh, you know, the, the AI offerings. Uh, so a lot of education and, and data analytic op- opportunities here that right. they offer. And Palantir is a great company. We, we, we're happy to have them in that small mid-cap portfolio. And, you know, we'll continue to be a holder going forward. Stock had a nice week, uh, you know, jumped up nicely off the earnings reports. And, again, we see good things ahead. Looking at uh, another core equity holding, Lilly rose last week on some uh, sales from their weight loss drugs, beating Wall Street's fourth quarter uh, forecast. Adjusted income of $2.49 per share, $9.35 billion in shares, is up uh, 19 and 28% over a year ago. And as they look forward to 2024, they're saying that's going to be even better. Yeah, you know, the high points um, include the diabetes drug, Majero. Uh, which brought in $2.2 billion in sales. Uh, the weight loss drug, uh, Zepbound, uh, which delivered more than double uh, what analysts expected at $175.8 million in sales. Um, and again, the, the offerings here, you know, they, they, they're going to a direct-to-consumer offering uh, where people can use a, a teledoc type of appointment and, you know, get these medications where, the, where they want them, especially the weight loss drug. And uh, you know, just a lot of positive things happening here with with Lily. Uh, we we like the uh, the offerings that are currently you know at the table, and and you look at the pipeline. There's a lot of good offerings down the road. So, uh, Lily is a company that you know put up some great results. It's in our core equity portfolio, and we'll continue to be a holder here, Bob. And looking at uh, Firm and PayPal, they fell on earnings. 
A firm reported a smaller-than-expected loss. Revenue, though, jumped 48 percent to uh, 590-some-odd million, the third straight quarter of accelerated sales. But shares tumbled on Friday after earnings and slashing big weekly gains. PayPal said fourth-quarter earnings rose 19 percent. The revenue climbed 9 percent to $8 billion. And uh, both of those are exceeding forecasts. But both the digital payments giants guided low on their protections for the next year. Yeah, I mean, as they look out, they see challenges, and uh, we're starting to see, you know, consumers late on payments. Um, a lot of the, uh, you know, firm was a uh, company that participated in a lot of that buy now, pay later, and we're starting to see some, you know, problems when, in those programs. You know, some some consumers out there not making the payments, not making the payments on time. Um, so again, these companies, you know, they have good growth ahead of them, but they're going to be challenges at different parts of the of the cycle, and. I think this is some of the weakness, again, that we're starting to see in the economy, um, you know, as people struggle a little bit with the debt that they've taken on. So uh, these companies sold off last week based on their forward guidance. And, and again, Bob, that's what we're seeing. It's, it's not always the results that companies put up. It's kind of what they say as they look forward. And both these companies said they see challenges ahead. Let's take some calls, calls now for Walt Secure on WNIR. Good morning. You're on the air. Konnichiwa. Musk. Hey, Ken. How are you this Sunday? Good. Anyway, I, I heard you talking about uh, snacks for today. I'm going to keep an eye on that uh, Wingstop uh, stock, Wingstop for next week. See if it goes up. It's been well, and also your Lay's. Your uh, you got a PepsiCo holding, right? A lot of yeah. potato chips being purchased today. Snack foods. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a good good moment for uh, all these uh, orders of uh, food for sure. But anyway, my stock is uh, Organon O G N. It's, it's been a real dog. Yours goes up 100% in one week, and mine goes down. Organon, it's a spinoff of uh, Merck. And it's a ladies' uh, women's health care stock. It's owned. But that, and that thing is, uh, the numbers, uh, it's got a good dividend, but uh, you ever you ever follow that one, OGN? Yeah, OGN. We, we, did, we do follow it, Ken. We've had it. Uh, spun off. We had some holders of Merck over the years, and we got some of this company, you know, through some of that spinoff. So we have paid attention. And you're right; it's focused all on women's health. Uh, you know, different medications there to help women through different cycles of their life. And but I, but I think a lot of it has just been sales and earnings related, and in the pipeline not being too exciting. I mean, it trades super cheap. Trades at four times earnings, but. Yeah, you, know, you look at the last quarter. You know, negative one percent revenue, negative thirty-four percent on profits. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, they just haven't really been able to turn the corner and get that growth. Um, you, you know, their earnings have been dropping year over year over year, and I think twenty-four they're looking for a little bit of increase, but uh, I think that's that's been the problem with the story, just profitability. Yeah, how, how long do you usually uh, hang in there before you bail and uh, go somewhere else? Do you ever have yeah. a timeline yeah. of any kind? Organon, we sold, you know, we sold, uh, I think, about two years ago uh, out of the portfolios that we had. And so we, we haven't been an owner. But, I, yeah, I mean, I think, Ken, once we start seeing weakness, you get a couple quarters of weakness, so maybe a year-over-year negativity. I, I think it's time to move on a lot of times from, from companies. Um, yeah. You know, there's always a day ahead that things might turn around, but, you know, negative trends tend to build on each other. I always thought with all the ownership with the hedge funds and big – BlackRock and Blackstone and all the other ones, uh, that it would be a, something, uh, a long-term hold, but I'm beginning to doubt it. But anyway, you guys have a good Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, have a good day. All right, Ken, you too. Thank, thank you. 
Once again, we're talking to our experts about the stocks and the stock markets. It's Walt Secura of the AKW Group. And taking any calls that you have at 330-673-1234. Again, love to have you on the program today to uh, ask you questions and, uh, and discuss the things that we're discussing right now, including stocks up there. Uh, fast food companies reported last week. Uh, Chipotle rose, uh, profits rose 25% on sales of some $2.5 billion. McDonald's. Well, they rose 14%, uh, beating their forecasts as revenue grew to over $6.41 billion. Uh, Pizza Hut, Kentucky Fried Chicken, Taco Bell parent Yum Brands, uh, they uh, missed their uh, views and forecasts. They actually were down 4% on sales of $2 billion. Well, Chipotle, again, as we said, jumped to a fresh high in the stock market price. McDonald's fell on the earnings, but, uh, you know, the losses weren't quite that bad, but uh, Yum rose slightly. Again, fast food, we talked about that earlier, being Super Bowl Sunday. You know, that's a very volatile business to begin with. You know, as a stock market investor, what do you think about investing in that business? It's a tough business, Bob, and I mean, we haven't been owners of, uh, we owned McDonald's years and years ago, um, you know, haven't uh, been back into the fast food market uh, with any any holdings, really. We've, we've looked at Chipotle many times over the years, wish I would have bought it, uh, you know, probably at 10 different uh, stops along the way, but just never pulled the trigger, but boy, they continue just to deliver phenomenal numbers. Um you know, the stock, uh, 15% revenue growth, 25% earnings growth. Uh, analysts have big expectations as they're looking out at over 24 and 25. I, you know, I think if, if you're going to buy one, Chipotle might be the one to buy. But it, it trades it trades at a premium. I mean, you're definitely paying up in price. Uh, you're not getting a cheap stock, but you're getting a, a pretty darn good stock if you buy it. So if we were going to buy one, it would definitely be Chipotle. Now, cybersecurity earnings from cybersecurity firms also topped their forecast. Fortinet, which is one of your holdings in the small mid-cap portfolio, beat their fourth quarter estimates. Earnings up 16%, revenue up 10%, billings up 8.5%. So, uh, obviously, I would think you're going to hold on to Fortinet for the near term, huh? Absolutely. Yeah, but we lived through a tough moment last year with this one. You know, a lot of stocks were performing. This one really didn't perform very well, and uh, but we had a great quarter, you know, up 10% revenue, up 8, uh, 16% in profits. And, again, we just like the space. We we think when you look at threat management out there, cybersecurity, uh, we, we've always talked about this on the show as being a trend that we, we see needed. Uh, you know, people need to protect their systems. Uh, businesses need to protect the data for, for their clients. Um, again, we know we spend a lot at Baird um, out there protecting our clients' data and you know, it's a trust that people put into you, and there's a big responsibility here. So Fortinet is one of the companies that's the leader there, and we'll continue to hold it in that small mid-cap portfolio. And, of course, Disney, which is another holding, I believe, that you have, or uh, we have talked about in the past, they are posted a 23% EPS gain. They say their uh, cost-cutting measures are, are giving them big savings, more than they expected. And, of course, they're taking on another $1.5 billion stake in Fortnite, the developer Epic Games. It secured streaming rights to the Taylor Swift concert. Also, ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brothers Discovery are going to launch a sports streaming service this fall. So Disney shares at this point are at their highest level in nearly two years. Yeah, they've had a nice recovery, and Bob Iger's done a good job, you know, coming back and, uh, you know, leading the company back through some tough uh, moments and, you know, building a strategy that I think, you know, shareholders can believe in. And, 
you know, Disney's a great brand. I mean, they have you know, a lot of, lot of uh, uh, you know, a deep, a deep war chest of, you know, characters and, and opportunities for them to continue to develop. I think if they get back uh, with some innovation on their, uh, the movie side, uh, you know, the animation has always been a strength for them. Uh, lots of good things ahead for Disney as you look over the next three to five years. Let's take more calls now for Walt Secure on WNIR. Go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, good, good morning. Uh, you know, uh, but we, in an election year, you always have to be cautious as we go in deeper into the election year, especially this one with all the uncertainty of this all these legal issues with Trump and everything else. Did he do this? Did he do that? I feel that there's a danger to destabilize the market. Yeah, it's a it's a good point. I mean, I think you know politics are definitely a, a, an important part for the market. I mean, I, I think as the market looks ahead, and you know, you think about who's going to be leading the country and what kind of policies uh, will be put in place, how that's going to impact companies. Uh, but again, I, th- I think in the long run, you know, it still comes down to, uh, you know, our, our society being a capitalistic society. We reward innovation. Um, I think that, you know, whatever party's in, in place over time, uh, we, we probably still see a lot of these companies move forward. So I think there's still ways to invest. But you're right, volatility, you know, whenever you get a divisiveness in our, in our country, if the politics get ugly, it can definitely have an impact, a short-term impact in the market. Um, but I think long term, it comes down to you know finding good companies and investing your money in, in companies you believe in. Hey, good morning, you're on WNIR. Yeah, uh, Walt, I uh, was going to ask you about Fortinet. Would you buy Fortinet over CrowdStrike? Uh, you know, I think at this point we've just been a long term older in Fortinet, and I, I I prefer it. I mean, I think CrowdStrike has had a little bit of better growth, you know, in the past uh, couple years, but. Uh, I think Fortinet's a, a big player. I mean, they're they're one of the leaders, and you know, I think they'll continue to innovate their offerings and probably you know be a good uh, competitor out there uh, for for their long term growth. But yeah, CrowdStrike has definitely been a winner, and uh, you know, a very strong company. So, uh, but we we've been in Fortinet now for I think we've owned it for you know six seven years and uh, continue to be a holder. Okay, I did send my uh, week six. Results to Kevin, so he, he. I hope he would share it with you. Oh, it's great! All right, thank you so much, Jerry. Appreciate it. Yeah. Bye now. Thank you for calling. You know, the question about the stock market and prices. We see stocks really accelerate to higher prices. For example, looking at Nvidia, uh, twenty twenty-three, there were one hundred fifty dollars a share. Now it's at seven hundred twenty-one dollars a share. You know, the question keeps coming up again and again. When do you take your profits? When do you bail out? How how greedy can you be? What what kind of advice do you have on, on the stocks that are accelerating and getting these great uh, increases now? Uh, are you thinking about selling them? Well, Bob, you know, you always watch valuation. It's a big part of, of any stock. And uh, there are part, part, points in time that you want to take a little bit of profit, you know, maybe pair the position back a little bit. Um, you know, we've been pretty greedy on NVIDIA. We, we've held in there, and, and we've been rewarded, you know, for, for holding into that stock. But at the same time, you know, you, you got to start to say, wow, as this stock continues to push forward, you know, 721, I, I, I didn't, you know, expect the stock to get there that quickly. And, you know, you, you keep evaluating, you keep watching the data. Uh, this earnings report will be critical, you know, to see if they can continue the trends that they had off the last quarters. And, 
you know, we'll make some decisions as we approach that earnings report, which is later here in the month. So um, just got to keep evaluating, looking, and, and trying to make good decisions. And, again, taking some profits every once in a while is not a bad idea. And, again, if you'd like to talk to the folks at uh, what the AKW Group, the way we're talking now with Walt Secure about stocks, you can do so even without being a client. Call them anytime at 234-466-7476, and I'll let them chat with you about particular stocks that interest you. 234-466-7476. And remember, too, all episodes of Invest Wisely are on AKW's website. There's a little podcast there. You can check it out by going to their website, akwgroup.barrettwealth.com, and uh, clicking on the part that says uh, hear the difference to hear the broadcast of today and the weeks past. So again, Walt Secura, what's going to be coming up this week? Well, we got a lot of earnings reports and, uh, you know, we'll continue to watch the economic data and we'll be back with you next Sunday. Once again, the AKW Group in Akron, 234-466-7476. Give Walt Secura and his team a call. Tell him you heard him on WNIR Kent Akron. I'm Bob Lewis. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Affirm Holdings, Inc., symbol AFRM. Amazon.com, symbol AMZN. BlackRock, Inc., symbol BLK. Blackstone Group, symbol BX. Chipotle Mexican Group, Inc., symbol CMG. CrowdStrike Holdings, Inc., symbol CRWD. DoorDash, Inc., symbol DASH. The Walt Disney Company, symbol DIS. Ford Motor Company, symbol F. Fortinet, Inc., symbol FTNT. General Motors, symbol GM. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company, symbol JPM. Eli Lilly & Company, symbol LLY. McDonald's Corporation, symbol MCD. Merck & Company, Inc., symbol MRK. Navidi Corporation, symbol NVDA. Organon & Company, symbol OGN. Palantir Technologies, Inc., symbol PLTR. PepsiCo, Inc., symbol PEP. PayPal Holdings, Inc., symbol PYPL. Supermicrocomputer, symbol SMCI. Toyota Motor Corporation, symbol TM. Yum Brands, Inc., symbol YUM. Warner Brothers Discovery, Inc., symbol WBD. And Wingstop, Inc., symbol WING. Please note that Robert W. Baird, Inc., Company Incorporated, makes a market in all the companies of these securities discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Baird, Inc., Company Incorporated, and or its affiliates have been compensated by J.P. Morgan Chase and Company, symbol JPM, for non-investment banking securities-related services in the past 12 months. J.P. Morgan Chase and Company is or was a client of Robert W. Baird within the last 12 months for non-investment banking securities-related services.